You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Hey, welcome to The Devoted Podcast. Well, I'm coming at you from a extremely wet Portland, Oregon, very, very rainy day. This is kind of the, the time of the year. I think, you know, it kind of feels like February, March. Sometimes it's January. January just feels cold here. But February and March sometimes is when that rain hits and it sort of feels like it's gray for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's always when I always say like, oh, that would be a great time to go do a sunny vacation, but it never really seems to work out. So hopefully by the time you guys are hearing this, maybe you guys got some sun today. Maybe you're getting out there doing a walk. Maybe you're folding laundry. I don't know, but I'm glad that we get to have this chat together. I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about what's coming up. We have a new study that's going to be starting up in a few weeks in um, Proverbs. So the reason I wanted to, I was hoping to get this done and get this out to you guys today, because we want you guys to have some time to, if you want to join us, to jump on and join us. So today, while you guys are hearing this, you can, the signups are already open for our study that's going to be starting in uh, Proverbs. It's called Wisdom She Surpasses All. So we're going to do a eight-week study in the book of Proverbs. It's going to start Tuesday, April 5th, and it goes eight weeks till May 24th, Tuesday nights at seven o'clock. Okay, whole bunch of reasons I do this for that particular time frame. I do feel like eight weeks is a pretty easy commitment, if such can be said in our really high speed and crazy calendar days. Most people can probably commit to something for eight weeks. So that's why we do it a little bit on a shortened scale. I don't do like big six month studies because that's really hard. I also don't particularly like to do studies where there's like, you know, 30 questions on each day. I like to make it attainable and doable for you guys. So this one's going to start April 5th. It's going to go through May 24th. Tuesday nights, you can do it in person. If you're here local, you can come to Athey Creek and it is fantastic if you can come live. I've actually talked to some gals recently that they were in the area, but they were doing the study mostly at home and hadn't come into the building kind of like going, oh, it, you know, it, it was fine. It was great. And then they came into the building and they were there with all these women that you're all just going in the same direction. There's just something about being amongst just having some camaraderie among other women that you can go and get prayer at the end of the study. You're there for worship, but you also have all these women together that are walking alongside you wanting to study scripture. And there's something really powerful about that. And I love that. So if you are in the Portland area, I really recommend you try to come in person if you can, because it's it's just great. But I don't want to limit this. And hey, if you're joining us in Ohio or Australia or wherever you're coming from, you can join us for this study because we always have our things online. So if it's a time zone that is conducive to watching it live at seven o'clock, great. You can stream it live from the church website, or you can always go to our Athey Women YouTube channel. And yeah, we do have an Athey Women YouTube channel. Sometimes I don't know how else to get the info out, but there's some things that uh, we have that not people are like, oh, wait, you're on YouTube, you're on Instagram. So Check our website because we always kind of put the things on where you can find us and all that kind of stuff. But yes, we have an Athey Women YouTube channel that if you can't join us on Tuesday night, it's always going to be there the next day. Usually the video team is fantastic and they get stuff turned around very quickly. And you could choose to watch it on a Wednesday or a Friday or whatever works for you wherever you're at. The thing I do like about for the folks that can't join us 
in person, many of you kind of set up your own little watch parties and um, you have some gals come over and you guys watch the study together. And one of the things that I love about that is because it is a little more on a smaller scale like that, you guys can pray together and just kind of have some accountability with each other, be able to lift each other. I think that is so important for us to do as women. It's something that if you join us in the building, you know, no, we don't have small groups because we're a pretty large (laughs) group for that. But I hope that people feel that they can always either approach one of our Titus II women that are always available for prayer, but even just to circle up with some of your friends that you came with and take a few minutes and pray for each other. I just think that's really important. It's important at any day, but I, you know, lately, I just don't want us to neglect how important prayer is and how much we need it. So I love it when women can gather, whether that's in a home for a watch party or whether that's in the building and be able to do that and actually take that piece of our walk seriously and really be praying for each other. So the study will start, like I said, April 5th. If you go online today and register, you will be able for sure to get your book in time, because there is a study book that goes with this, similar to our other ones. And the cutoff for that, if you want to make sure you get your book in time to start, would be if it needs to be mailed to you, then that would be March 21st, Monday, March 21st. Okay, did you hear that? Monday, not Tuesday, not Wednesday, has to be March 21st in order to for us to ensure that you actually get it in the mail in time. Now, if you're here in the Portland area and you want to register and come in person, or even if you're not going to be able to join us in person for the study, but you are you attend services on weekends and stuff, we usually have at least one weekend where there is a book pickup and you can come and pick that up at the church. But you'll get info amount all about that. When you sign up for the study, you'll get a confirmation email that kind of tells you all the details for that. Also, Maybe you guys are brand new, some of you, and you didn't even know that we did stuff like this. You do studies? Yes, we do these. And I it's been quite the ride in a lot of ways and far more of a blessing than I think I even anticipated. I have to tell you, when this first concept came up for us to do some Bible studies, the first one we did was um, we did one on Psalm 119. Then we did one in Galatians, no other gospel. And then we did our study in John called He Is. All three of those, by the way, any study that we've done, you can always get them later. So if you're new to us and and you didn't get to do any of those studies, the books are available still on the website and all the teachings are always on the Athey Women YouTube channel. So you can go and watch the teaching and again, do it on your own, you know, put a pull a group together, do it that way. Either way. But I always smile and laugh a little bit when I think about where this has gone in the last couple of years with these studies, because I I remember sitting down with our pastor that has been on the podcast, Pastor Brett. And I remember him saying one time, you know, it, it would just be great if we could do, you know, write our own studies. And at the time, I don't really know what my face did on the outside, but on the inside, I was going, uh, yeah, I don't know how to do that. I, I don't know what you're talking about there. But he planted this seed and just started praying about that, like, oh, Lord, is this what you would have, you know? And really, it has been amazing to see how the Lord has provided in this process 
over and over and over with everything, with the kind of structure that he kind of provides us for the studies and the the way I've done one. Each one's been a little bit different. For the people that have come alongside and written them with me, often it's been some Titus II gals that have come along and either written large sections or, you know, contributed devotional pieces, or they have been in a review capacity of some kind. But it's just been a really amazing process to go through with those gals. Just a little bit of uh, background on our studies is, you know, I really take it very seriously to have really good pastoral review with all of our things. Man, anytime the word is going to be out there, I just want to make sure that we are rightly dividing that to the best of our ability. And so we have some pastors on staff. Pastor Gabe Carter is usually the one so far that he, I I hate to put him in that corner that he's always going to do this, but he's been really generous with his time. And he's always been the one that does some review on our studies and that kind of stuff. So that's important to me. You know, and if you've never done one of our studies, let me tell you a couple things to expect, because one of the things that I do not like about women's studies, I have to say, I've, I've done very few in the past. And mostly I just I just didn't really care for the ones I had done very much. I have done some ones that I thought were good and I and I did really enjoy them. But it's kind of been few and far between. And so some of the things that I don't like and I can guarantee you and if it ever happens, you guys can, you know, write me and say, Amy, you did this, rein this in. I do not like touchy-feely questions. No, I don't like that. I do think there is a place within your Bible study that you do need to bring that application and, you know, look at that scripture and, and, and evaluate how that lines up with maybe a challenge that you are currently growing through. And maybe do journal and write about some of those things. That's great. But I don't like things to be questions on, you know, on feeling and just very almost, if I can say this, like easy questions. Okay, I'm not going to ask you questions in our studies that are, you know, make you do a ton, a ton of time and homework. But I also don't want to dumb it down. And I really think that women are extremely capable to put a little bit of work into the studies. Now, when I say that, like I said at the beginning of this, I don't like to do studies that have like 30 questions on each day. To me, that's just not the direction that the Lord has taken us. So we have very few questions per day, but I try to put them in such a way that you can kind of get as much or as little out of it as you want. If you want to just kind of skate right through it, you know, sometimes we're in those days and there's those seasons where we don't have that kind of time. It's okay. You know, I always remind people at the beginning of our studies that no one is grading you. No one is going to look over your homework and make sure you did every little thing right. No, I think anytime that those questions and those doubts kind of surface, it's usually because the enemy's trying to deter you from actually studying God's word and tell you that you just don't have this kind of time and you could be doing something different or you didn't answer that question right. You just got to throw all that stuff out and you need to just study God's word. So that really is the purpose of all of our studies. I don't want it to be led with a bunch of devotional content really from me or even from anyone on our team. We include some of that usually towards the end of the week. But I felt that the Lord just was really clear when we were praying through what these studies would look like that I really and truly wanted scripture to lead as much as possible. So you'll find a lot of scripture in the Athey Women's Studies. And we'll ask you to turn to your Bible a lot and cross-reference things. And, and Because i that's where the gem is, guys. It's not going to be in any great line, I say, or someone on our team, some quotable moment. It's just not. The richness, the life change, the amazing work that the Lord does through His Holy Spirit, He's the one that does that. 
and he use it, does it through his word often. And so that's what I hope that these studies really facilitate is for us to be able to ask the Holy Spirit to really speak to us through his word. John 16, 13, uh, it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he says, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. I love this little piece in John 16 that reminds us of the work that the Holy Spirit does. And it says that he leads us with all truth. So I think a really great Bible study is one that the contributors to the study or the authors of the study, their voice isn't so much being carried in there, but hopefully it is us turning to the scriptures and allowing the spirit to do his work in us. So you'll notice in our studies, if you've never done them before, that's something you can expect. It's just not a ton of, like I said, devotional content of me, like leading you to an answer I'm looking for. Guys, you don't need the answer that I am providing. You don't need me to, you know, kind of direct you in a, in a certain thing. You really want the spirit to do that. You really want the word to do that. So sometimes our, our questions, sometimes I even just provide a lot of extra lines because I'm hoping that the scriptures that you turn to, you just write them out, just write out the scriptures in the line so that we can just get to know the word even more. When it comes to just Bible study in general, again, if you're new, man, I love studying scripture. I'm a big note taker. I think that we should grab our Bibles and I think we should make notes and highlight and write questions in the margin or in a separate journal. I really like there's these scripture journal books and um, we're going to have some available at the um, in the bookstore during the Proverbs study because it's just the text of Proverbs but it's got some pretty good margins and it has blank pages in it so that you can write a lot of questions and you can mark things. I love to, when I'm studying scripture, circle the verbs, mark certain things in a different color if it's an attribute of God or if it's maybe an instruction to us, maybe that goes in a different color, but just engaging with the word in a way that makes it that you're really handling it, that you are really trying to look at it and go, oh, okay, Lord, what is this verse telling me? How can I, what do I do with this right here? And I think good study where it's not just maybe reading the passage and checking the box while I think while scripture never returns void. And so I think even on those days when that's just all we got in the tank, that we read the passage and we move on, man, I think the Lord just always uses that time even. But on the times, on the days where you can really dig into scripture a little bit and really write out some things and write some questions and journal and pray through some things. I think it's really valuable to your uh, growth in Bible study and, and even why we study the Bible. And wh- why is that? Why The purpose of studying the Bible is to know God. A lot of times, a lot of mistakes are made, and maybe this is present in a lot of women's Bible studies. And I have no particular Bible study in mind. So if you think I'm thinking of a particular one that I'm slamming, I'm really not. I wonder sometimes if the problem with women's Bible studies is that we're trying to, we think the Bible is a book about us sometimes, and it's like our little self-help book, I need to do this, and we kind of slap some things out of context and things like that. That's not what we should, we should be doing with good Bible study. We should be really looking at scripture in context. We should be looking at it for, you know, within the genre that it's written. We should be looking at it with what it says there in black and white and not putting our own thing upon it. So I try to, as best as I can, that is really my goal that I am 
really allowing the word to do its work and just bringing us in a place where we can just study scripture maybe a little deeper than we have before. So because of that, I kind of challenge you guys and I'll sometimes just put in the question of looking certain words up. And I like you to be familiar with multiple translations even. You know, there's a lot of different tools that we have available online, totally free, that you can look at a particular passage in multiple translations even. And that's sometimes uh, just a helpful way of studying scripture. Sometimes I'll have you just look at something in the dictionary. How often do we find a word that we read over all the time and we assume we know the meaning, but when you actually look it up, you go, huh, it has a couple extra things in there that I wasn't, I didn't really realize applied in this case. But I do think in in Bible study, especially when you're coming to one that's going to be eight weeks, it's, it's something that you're committing to in the study, there will be just a smidge of work. You know, there's a little and we're actually going to read about a lot of that in Proverbs. Proverbs talks a ton about diligence and discipline. I love Proverbs 12.1. It says, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But then because Proverbs is very black and white, loves to call a spade a spade. It says, but he who hates reproof is stupid. That's what it says. So, but whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Man, there's so much in Proverbs, so much about not being lazy. You know, when we're talking about the work thing, sometimes things just take a little bit of effort. They take a little bit of work to do, but I think it's so important for us to do that. So that's a little bit of some background on our studies, maybe a little bit of the the method to my madness as we structure these and that kind of stuff. The books are beautiful. Our graphic design team and our communications team just does an outstanding job of putting these books together in a way that you enjoy going through them. And I actually, because Amy is a little bit too utilitarian, all of our study books are spiral bound, (laughs) which if you... If you're all about things that are pretty, you're like, oh, that's not very pretty. But see, Amy is like practical to probably a fault. I don't like Bible study books that I can't open right, you know, so I like things that I can just lay flat and, you know, get to work. So that's something you can expect if you've never done one of our studies. Yep, they're in spiral. So whether you love that or hate it, that's kind of where I'm at on that. So but I want to talk a little bit about Proverbs and why we would study Proverbs at all. You know, Proverbs is an interesting book. It's it's something that is almost like a how-to section, if you will. It's crazy practical. It's kind of an instruction book in a lot of ways. It's corrective. And, you know, it, like I said, it just told you that if you don't like reproof, meaning correction, you're stupid. So it, it does call a spade a spade. And if you have kids in the car and you're like, oh, my goodness, did she just say that word again? My kids used to think stupid was they, that was the S word. And it was actually quite hilarious. I remember one time they came home from school, one of them, I can't remember which one, they came home, they were like in second grade. And one of them was just so distraught, because they had heard a bad word on the playground. And my kids go to a smaller Christian school. And I was like, really? What, you know, what's going on? I think this was like second grade. He's like, Mom, I heard the S word. And I'm like, oh boy, okay, well, let's talk about this. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about what you, you know, what happened and the whole situation. And needless to say, once I kind of got it all out of it, someone on the playground had called someone stupid at recess. And my dear son was certain that they had were swearing. So I apologize if there's kids in the car and they're like, she's saying bad words, but that's as bad as it's going to get. So it's okay. But that's what Proverbs says. That's what Proverbs calls us if we actually don't want to do a little, have a little discipline and love knowledge. Proverbs 1, 2 through 5. This is how it starts out the whole book. What's the purpose of this? Why would we want to study this book? And here's what it says. 
to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. And then it goes on to say, let the wise hear and increase in learning and the one who understands obtain guidance. That's why you study Proverbs, to receive insight and instruction in knowing what is righteous, what's justice, what's equity. Those are worthy goals, right? That's something that we would want to pursue. We would want to learn. It's not just really how to and practical. It is that. But I also love how hopeful that Proverbs is. Probably it's tough to pull out a favorite in Proverbs, but this one is my the life verse that my dad chose for me was Proverbs 4.18. And it says, but the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn shining ever brighter until the full light of day. I'm saying that out of the 84 NIV because I'm very partial to that particular translation of that verse. But do you hear the hope in that? It's talking about the path of the righteous. And, you know, that can sound all nice and sunny and like, oh, just a lovely path through a forest and you can kind of get this beautiful picture. But we also know the path that we are on. What's your week look like right now? You know, the decisions that you're trying to make, those are all part of our path. And sometimes there's big rocks along the way, isn't there? And there's things, there's bends in the road that we didn't see coming. And, you know, it's our path can be hard sometimes. But the hope that Proverbs gives us, and it, it says that the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn. And that is a hopeful picture. But do you notice it says, it says the gleam of dawn, like it's just a little bit of a sliver of light sometimes. Sometimes it's just enough to see that next step. But as you continue to walk down this path of the righteous, where you are looking to receive instruction and you're looking for wisdom, you're looking for justice and equity and prudence, all of these things that Proverbs 1 spelled out for us on why we would study this book, as you continue to walk in that path, that path of the righteous, well, then it says that it just shines brighter and brighter until the full light of dawn. You'll be able to see so much better. You'll have so much more light to cast along the path that you're walking. And I love that about Proverbs because it is there's verses like that that are that are truly hopeful. But look how packed that verse is with so many things. I mean, we could truly spend an entire 40-minute podcast just unpacking that verse with the things that it's saying there. I I think there's just a ton there. And so much of Proverbs is that way. So it's it's great for giving us wisdom and instruction. It's a vital and practical tool, I think, in our own sanctification. You know, what does righteous, God-fearing life look like in the real nitty gritty? And really, Proverbs goes there. You know, it gives you instruction on raising kids. It talks about spanking. Yes, it does. It talks about how we choose our friends, the types of friends to have, the types of friends to not have. And it talks really a little bit about the type of friend we want to be the famous verse of iron sharpening iron. Proverbs 27, 17 is the one that says as iron sharpens iron. That's how we are to even think of our friendships. Are we are we sharpening each other? You know, so it's got some great practical words about friendships. Talks a ton about how to conduct ourselves, the things we say, the things we shouldn't say. There's so much in Proverbs that it's, I don't think it's possible to come to the book of Proverbs and not glean something that is just really practical for our daily lives, our own behavior, our choices, all of those things. It, it's just going to all be there. 
we talk a lot on the podcast just about being able to study and look at scripture as a whole. And the Bible as a whole presents that redemptive work of God to reconcile his creation to himself there. I mean, it's all, it starts all the way back in Genesis. And then just as you go throughout all of scripture, you see how there is this redemptive work that God was reconciling us to him and restoring us even in that image of God. And, and I see that in, in our, in our sanctification, right? The ways in which the choices we make that are making us holy, even as scripture says. The ESV study Bible, it, it says this about Proverbs. It says that Proverbs focuses on what such res- restoration should look like in day-to-day behavior and personal character. I think that's a really concise way of just like, this is this is what Proverbs does. It focuses on that restoration between us and God in the real practical, in the day-to-day behavior and personal character. At the time I was writing and working on this study, I was also in my own personal Bible study. I was working on some things in John and this verse in John 16, one kind of stuck out to me. And John 16, one says, I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. Okay. It just caught me on that. And perhaps because I was also studying Proverbs at the same time, you know, what things is Jesus saying there when he says, I have said all these things to keep you from falling away? Well, as you read in the context of John and you read John 14 and 15, it talks about a lot of the things that are coming up. You know, Jesus is giving them a heads up for what's coming so that they wouldn't be surprised. We wouldn't be surprised by the trials that, you know, the disciples would face in this case, but really the trials that we would face and that we are going to have trouble. It says that in those in those chapters of John, too, that we will have trouble. Don't be shocked by that. I kind of thought about this as I compared it a little bit with Proverbs in that, you know, because Proverbs has all this do this, don't do this stay away from this. You know, it's it's got the guidelines and instructions and sort of this how to navigate life. If we are certain to face trials, as John 14 and 15 says, that not only with these words to keep us from falling away, but we also have the practical words of the Proverbs to guide us in these situations. And there's so much that Jesus specifically says about keeping his word. It's in John 14, starting 23, it says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. So, I, you know, again, I, I just I like these three chapters. Maybe if you got some time this week, read John 14, 15 and 16, because there is so much that Jesus is telling us about his word. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That's in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture. And Proverbs is part of scripture. So I think we can take these guidelines that we get from Proverbs, which I think are so helpful to us, but I think we can look at this on how is that even something that can keep us and help us from falling away? It's something that as part of his word, we can love his word, like John 14 says, that we should do that. And the other thing that I really do love between John 14, 15, and 16, it does talk a lot about the Holy Spirit and the helper, as it, as he is called sometimes in there, and how the Spirit can act on our behalf for all truth. Remember the, at the very beginning of the today, I just read where it said that the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. So, And there's always this connection, too, in Scripture between the Holy Spirit and wisdom. Even if somebody who doesn't has never really studied Proverbs, if you're probably to ask them what it's about, they're probably going to say, well, it, it's a book about wisdom. And they wouldn't be wrong. You know, it is a book about wisdom. 
And one of the things that I enjoyed looking at through a little bit different lens through this study is I, I think that we see the see wisdom and several other, if I can even call them characters within Proverbs. You know, you've you've got wisdom and prudence. You have the fool and simple, scoffer, wicked. We have those. We have the adulterous woman and the strange woman. Who are those people? You know, there's all these, there's really these characters within Proverbs that you can kind of glance over perhaps maybe, and you can just go, okay, these are just names or these are just Bible words. But I kind of am praying that we are challenged a little bit to put some skin on these names a little bit, put some skin on wisdom and prudence and the simple and the fool. What do they look like? What do they sound like? And really slow down in that because like I said, it's easy to brush past something like that and say, well, glad that's not me. But I am praying that we will really let the word do its work in this study, and we will examine ourselves in light of Scripture and not examine Scripture in light of ourselves. You know, it's, it's easy to go, that's for someone else. I think we should look at this and say, how is this for me, though? Really, in every area, let's try these characters on and really get an idea of where is the reproof that the Lord might have for us? Where's some the correction that we might have? I think this study could stretch our self-awareness a little bit, if I can use that word for it. Just being aware of maybe even some of our own weaknesses and, and ways that the, that the Lord might use his word to really correct us. So you might be thinking, well, that actually doesn't sound very fun, Amy, so no thanks. But all of that, like I said, that's, those are things that are along our path to righteousness. And take yourself back to those verses we read in John, where Jesus is talking about, man, if you love my word, you love me. If you follow my commands, you love me. In John 15, when you read about the, uh, that's the passage about abiding in the vine and really being connected, really being, really abiding with Jesus, with the true vine. And one of those ways that we do that is by being in his word, but not just as a checkbox, but like really studying it, asking the Lord to allow his word to do his work on us. So is that uncomfortable at times? Yeah, it kind of is. But that's okay. This isn't a day to just kind of run through the status quo and, you know, just let it go. The Lord calls us to not stay the way we are. He he calls us to be changed. He does a work in our hearts and our lives. There is a regenerating work on the inside for sure, but it's also going to manifest itself in some behaviors and some conduct and some choices really that is happening every day in your home, in your work, at school, wherever you're at. And and Proverbs is there for that. It's going to really give us some really practical things for this path of righteousness. Man, there's so much more in Proverbs. We're going to get to talk about the fear of the Lord and what that means, because that's a, that's another thing that is really central to Proverbs and it how important that is as the beginning of wisdom and the beginning of knowledge. There's a lot there with that. We're going to look at things about our own teachability. You know, we'll look at things about money, where we put value in money and what it says about us. Proverbs talks a ton about our words. Oh, my goodness. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. How true that is. It doesn't get much more practical than that, does it? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And there is tons that Proverbs has to say about the words that we say. Has a lot to say about sins that really destroy us, pride and envy and anger. And then, of course, Proverbs includes that beautiful example at the end of the book of the Proverbs 31 woman. 
Now, sometimes when we think of the Proverbs 31 woman, some of you guys roll your eyes. Some of you go, oh, I love that. I, uh, you know, I aspire to that, but it seems so, you know, overwhelming. But I think the Proverbs 31 woman is so beautiful for us to study. It's so instructive to us. Should it, will it be challenging in places? Yeah. But all of these things are within the context of not doing something always right. You know, remember, we're looking at the whole content of the whole counsel of God's word. And we know that his mercies are new every morning. We know that we are going, we are sinners and we are going to mess up. But that's one of the beauties with uh, Proverbs is that just on its own, yeah, it's a great instruction book for how to live right and moral living, right choices. It's that for sure. But behind that is actually the gospel. I'm excited to talk about this. We're going to cover this in our very first week when we get together on April 5th, because the gospel backdrop really on where you're at on a decision with Jesus Christ makes all the difference in the world for studying Proverbs. Proverbs will just be a great little how to, you know, how to live right and, you know, be good, if you will. But if you come into Proverbs, having made a decision to follow Jesus, knowing that we are sinners, we have committed all of the terrible sins that Proverbs talks about. Yeah, we've done that. We've been there. But we have Jesus that we have, we can repent of our sins. We confess our sins to him, the ones on the daily. And then we know that he has had victory over those. So you can read Proverbs through that lens of the work that Jesus has done for us. And it's not just this overwhelming list of do's and don'ts and, you know, all of those things. It's a path and it's a beautiful instruction booklet that he gives us on how to love his word and to abide in him. But that ready acceptance of the gospel message itself, knowing that Jesus died for us, that he rose again for us, and that we do walk through his strength and his might to walk this path of righteousness that he lays out for us in Proverbs is so important. And I think it's a it's a really great backdrop. And I don't think you can separate the gospel and what Jesus did for us and the sanctifying work that is being done in us every day from Proverbs. I think those two have to go hand in hand. So anyway, I hope that's given you a little bit of a taste for Proverbs, first of all, whether it's the first time you're studying this book or you've done it many times before. I've been studying Proverbs. I feel like, well, I feel like really kind of ever since my kids were in kindergarten. I've told you guys on the podcast before that we do a chapter of Proverbs every morning with our kids for a devotional. There's 31 chapters in Proverbs and most months there's that many days. So that's kind of how we plan. That's what a devotional looks like in our household. And it's been so good. And then my husband unpacks like one verse that he picks out or sometimes that the kids pick out. So in a lot of ways, I feel like I have been studying Proverbs for a long time. But it was interesting doing this study this time, the things that the Lord showed me in a different way that it just lit me up about Proverbs all over again. So I hope that this kind of whets your appetite a little bit to jump into Proverbs with us, whether it's your first time or you've done this 20 times. That's a great thing about scripture. It's always got more for us. So if you have already signed up, awesome. 
If you have not signed up, head on over to the website and get your book so you can either get it in the mail or pick it up at the church. And then I cannot wait to see you guys in person or if you're through the camera, we'll see you on Tuesday, April 5th, seven o'clock. And I'm really excited about what the Lord is gonna do in this study. And I'm praying that he meets all of you guys just right where you're at and really has a word for you as you are growing and you are walking on this path of righteousness. So we'll see you April 5th. Thank you for tuning in to The Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of Athey Creek Christian Fellowship in West Lynn, Oregon. For more resources or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at atheycreek.com.